Hello and welcome to this final boss fight audio podcast of Masks of Nyarlathotep, where a group of intrepid investigators face ancient horrors and global conspiracies as dark schemes herald the end of the world. My name is Jeff and I am the keeper of arcane lore for this campaign. So, without any further delay, let us begin. Good evening everyone and welcome to Final Boss Fight. My name is Jeff and before we begin this evening I have an announcement to make. Our good friend Patrick, who played Gideon Faust, sadly passed away at the end of October. We've discussed among ourselves and we've decided to continue this campaign and so this episode is dedicated to the memory of Patrick. Um, anybody like to add anything on top of that? Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll say a couple of words. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, but um, I, I didn't know Patrick especially well, but the few times I did play with him in this campaign and, you know, other games we've played elsewhere, you know, he seemed like a really nice person. And I think it's just a bit of a shame that I'm not really going to get to know him any better. Thank you very much. Um, Brian, anything you'd like to add? Uh, pretty much the same that uh, Robin said. I didn't really get to know Patrick well. Uh, besides, even out of game, I'm, I tend to be a sort of a quiet person that, though I've been, who tries to, who mainly keeps to himself, but uh, I've been working on that. But uh, he was a fantastic. Uh, teammate, yeah, teammate. Yeah. Uh, uh, he really brought a lot of life to his characters, and he will be missed. And uh, to Patrick, thank you very much. Mm. I am joined tonight by Robin <laughs> and Brian. Hello. Um, Ben and Kieran are unable to be with us this evening. Um, we hope to see them back amongst us very soon. Um, Robin, would you care to give the recap for this evening, please? Um, yes, once I finish dying, I will. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so um, uh, if I can read my scroll. Yes. Okay, so... Um, so we started off the last episode with news reports... Um, very well edited by Jeff um, in the last episode uh, about Roger Carlyle uh, travelling to explore Egypt um, his expedition is planning to go to England uh, where I think they were going to study at the Penhue Foundation is that right? That's correct, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were going to go off to Cairo after that. <clears throat> um, but then the expedition goes uh, missing while they are on safari in Kenya. Um, Erica Carlyle goes looking for them a few years later. Um, and they find out that Robert Carlyle has been killed. Uh, then it jumps in. Um, where the party are going to meet Jackson Elias after he's got a telegram to them. God knows how they got it to Flint, who was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
<clears throat> they knock on his door, but get no response. After a while, they kick down the door to see three uh, people in the room of Jackson Elias, and Jackson Elias himself has been uh, brutally murdered. Two of the people escape, um, and one of them manages to cut Flint. Um, Gideon uh, and Tim fire upon this one and uh, basically kill it. Um, and there's a black getaway car that these people are uh, speeding off in. Uh, and Gideon manages to get a copy of a photograph of the license plate. In the room, we get um, we find a business card for the Emerson Imports. Um, sorry, I'm trying to read my own writing here. Uh, then the letter from I think that says Prospell. Uh, Pros Prosper House, I think that was. Yes, that's it. Um, saying that they don't have the book that Jackson Elias was looking for. Uh, a Pennyhue Foundation business card. Um, a, there was a letter for Carlisle um, about some items. And a photo of a boat with the initials D-A-R on it. Um, but I can't remember if we found out where that boat was. Hmm. Don't um, think you did, no. no. When we were looking at um, Elias's body, we found that uh, all his organs had been removed uh, from the stomach. And there was either a carving or a um, brand on his forehead, which was related to the Bloody Tongue, who were a deaf cult based out of Kenya. Um, Gideon goes down to phone the police, and uh, Lieutenant Martin Poole arrives um, and explains that there's been, uh, including this one, nine victims of this murderer over a period of two years and that have had a similar mark to the forehead. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, he explains that Captain Robson has arrested a guy called Hilton Ab Adams as a culprit of these uh, murders, but Adams doesn't seem like the type to do the a murder. And he also thinks Robson could be corrupt. Um, <clears throat> da -da. Flint goes and stays uh, at Gideon's um, and leaves Loretta there. And there's been news that, um, about this is the next day about Jackson Elias's murder and that Hilton Adams is on death row. Uh, and it also mentions that Elias's uh, funeral is going to be the next day. Um, bu -bu -bu -bu. Sorry. Gideon and Flint go and meet um, Poole at the police department and we find out um, that the 
owner of the car is Tom. I can't. I want to say with a spoon, but it's that sounds that right. With a spoon, yeah, yes. But the car had been um, stolen that eve earlier that evening, uh, and with a spoon is located in Harlem. Um, Eckhart and Tim Sullivan go to see Professor Lemming um, who is staying in a hotel uh, and he directs them to the Juju House which is also in Harlem uh, that specialises in African artefacts and they're to look for a Silas Inquane Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Eckhart rings the Harvard University to find out uh, what books Jackson Elias was interested in, uh, and it turns out he was interested in a book called Africa's Dark Sects, but the book has disappeared with no signs of breaking. Um, then the party reconvene and go to. Uh, Harass with a spoon. They're uh, getting Flint to be the diplomatic one and uh, who barges into his house without invitation. Um, basically makes himself completely at home um, before telling uh, with a spoon that his car was being used as a getaway car um, and that he would probably not get it back. Um, apparently with a spoon had been in Teddy's saloon talking with his friends who are the Harlem Hellfighters. Uh, and I've got a list of names here, which I'm struggling to read. I want to say Negan Johns, Donnie Fells, Arch Mills, and Jackie Wallace. And apparently uh, they let him uh, sit with them. Um, the Harlem Hellfighters have a friend who's in trouble. Uh, who belonged to the 369th Infantry Division. Um, we go to try and get into Teddy's, but it's too early and the bouncer refuses us uh, entry. <clears throat> and the, then the party uh, come across their biggest battle yet, trying to convince Flint to wear a suit to Jackson Elias's funeral. Um... Then, after we go suit shopping, uh, we go back to Teddy's, uh, which all the clientele seem to be of um, African descent, uh, but uh, we're refused alcohol because it's prohibitionist, but everyone else in the bar is clearly drinking it. Uh, Gideon bribes the barman and manages to get uh, quite a bit of booze out of him. Eckhart gets a bit anxious because he's a uh, German um, and if we want to talk to the Harlem Hellfighters we need to find someone who knows them who is not with a spoon I think that was where we ended I think that sounds about right thank um, you very much if I've missed anything please either of you kind of uh, no I've... no that sounds like it I think, I think you got everything there um, okay so the first thing to say is, Flint, you regenerate hit points at the rate of one per day. So it's been a day since the attack in room 410. So 
Mm-hmm. You can regain one hit point for that. Yeah. yeah uh, let me just add that on then. Yep. Um, are you able to keep track of that? If I, when I say it's the end of the day, you can regain one hit point. Are you able yeah. To keep track uh, of that? Yep. I'll try to anyway. Um, so r- remind me because I'm quite likely to get a little rule like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll move us to the New York map. It is the morning of the 17th of January, 1925. At two, the Jackson Elias funeral will be at 2 p.m. Um, but before that, um, Gideon Faust announces to you all that he has to return to England. Um, some personal business that he can't get away from, so he bids you all a farewell as he boards the steamer heading for England. At the same time, Professor Eckhart Metz receives a telegram from the Miskatonic University at Arkham requesting that he returns for a few days. As he said last time, it would be exam season and it seems that somebody over there can't do his job, so he's required to go back there. Um, He will return in a couple of days' time, but for now he is unavailable. Denver Smith still hasn't arrived in New York. It seems his transport has been very delayed. So for the moment, it is just two of you. Mm. I would like to say that the day of Jackson Elias' funeral is a sunny day with the sun shining in the sky. Still a bit of a chill in the air, but the light glinting off the snow on the ground. But that would be a lie. It's a snowed during the night, and at the moment it is miserable. It's like when snow goes grey, when it's starting to melt, but it still still turns into slush. The roads are jam-packed. The traffic is at an absolute standstill. Um, is there anything you would like to do in the morning, or if you wish to, we can fast forward to the afternoon and the funeral? Um, I think... Flint would be trying to get the suit that he's been forced to wear <laughs> over the top of his Jaguar pelt. Um, yeah, I think Tim is probably having tea to warm himself up. Mm. Uh, probably also reading uh, the Moon of Israel. And just in general, trying to keep in good spirits. It's absolutely fair. So you pass a um, peaceful morning. Um, short and presently, it reaches midday. It reaches one o'clock. The funeral is to be held at Cypress Hill Cemetery in Brooklyn. Um, I don't know the geography of New York very well. I'm afraid, even though I've actually, even though I've been there. Um, Brooklyn is the green area to the south of the map. I'll just move down there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Believe, yeah, I can't. We'll say that's where the cemetery is. I can't see on the key where the cemetery is. I don't know if it's listed on the key, but we can say that's where it, we can say that it's in the green area to the south. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. and again, it's quite miserable um there are some light snowfalls um they're just an annoyance more than anything else besides yourselves flint and tim 
there are only a few mourners. You see what I can describe as three groups of people. First of all, you see the chairs are arranged in front of the grave. There's a minister there giving um, some non-denominational messenger eulogy, mainly hollow words, to be honest. Um, beside yourselves, the groups there are, you see two older men, probably in their 50s, 60s, and a younger woman sat on the front row. Off probably around the second or third row, you see a group of three individuals. One is tall, slim and clean shaven. The other is shorter, more heavily built, with the most magnificent head of grey hair and the longest grey beard you've ever seen. And the third man of that group is kind of a height in between the two. Um, and he's wearing glasses with red lenses. You also see sat on the back row sat on one end of the back row as if trying to be as unobtrusive as possible a young woman and she looks to be writing in a notepad the minister finishes his message his eulogy and asks if anyone has anything they would like to say for the deceased Right screen, uh, the board's right screen for me, but uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, I'll say something, please. Uh, I first met the departed in uh, back in 1920. I'd come here to New York to see the museum, and we met there uh, and ended up chatting about Egypt. Eventually, we uh, went to dinner to continue with our chat. He asked me uh, if he thought uh, Howard Carter would ever find his... Uh, Boy King, Tutankhamun. Uh, I said yes, and, uh, well, let's just say he didn't believe he would, and outright said to me, Sullivan, if Carter ever finds that so called Boy King, I'll kiss you straight on the mouth. Imagine our mutual embarrassment when, uh, when Carter actually did find it, and even worse, uh, it's immortalized as a photograph to remind us to not make such stupid bets. <laughs> there's polite uh, laughter at this. From the, from, there's polite laughter from the mourners at this. Uh, he was a good man. And I well miss him. Thank you. Um... Presently, the service comes to an end, and the mourners, or the mourners, the three groups of mourners, well, the two groups of mourners, and one woman with a notepad, who, I'll be honest, you suspect is a reporter, um, move forward to the grave. 
and as you get closer I can show you a couple of pictures. I don't have pictures of all of them, I have pictures of some of them. There is, you see this man? This person? And the and this young woman, the reporter. What do you wish to do? They are there, available if you wish to talk to them. Uh, yes, I, I'd say I'll talk to them. Hey, who would you like to talk to? As I say, there's three groups. There's the group of two. Um, men and the young lady. There's the group of three men, one tall, one shorter, and one in between. And there's the reporter. Uh, I think I'll talk to the reporter. You move over to the you move to the reporter. She looks. She's busy scribbling around, scribbling down in her notepad, and she looks up and goes, "Oh, um, hello. Um, sorry to, to intrude. Um, my name is Rebecca Schelzenberg. Um, I'm with the." I'm with the New York Advertiser, he said, trying to desperately remember what paper she's with. Uh, one moment. New York Times, that's the one. I forget my own head of it is unscrewed on. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you know the deceased, Mr. Elias? Uh, yes, I uh, met him back in 1920. Oh, yes, the Originally. story. The story about the bet and the Tutankhamun's tomb. Um, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice story. Um, I don't know if I believe it though. I'd rather people not believe it, but <laughs> it's happened. Well, what do you think? Do you think this is the work of Hilton Adams or a cult or anything? Oh, life is strange and mysterious, so we best keep all. Possibilities open. Flint, are you standing with um, with Tim as he's um, talking to yeah, this lady? Yeah, I was going to say I would be probably standing with Tim. I'll say that's the name Rebecca Schosenberg sparks a memory. You realise, you remember that she's the one who wrote the article about Jackson Elias's death. Miss Schosenberg, um, you were the person who wrote the article about uh, the deceased, weren't you? That's me. Yep, that's that's yes, that's uh, me. What did you did you know him at all yourself, or was um, it just a obituary? Not personally. I kept I know his work, of course, but um, my interest is more in the manner of his death, with the killings from pre that we previously had. And she lowers her voice. I don't think Hilton Adams did it. I think he was set up. Hmm. Do you now? Uh, or who? I don't... Look. I can't talk here. Um, I don't know who's listening. But um, come by the New York Times office sometime this week and I'll tell you what I know. And she gives you the address for the, office, the New York Times office. I'm there most days. Um, just come and ask for Rebecca Schosenberg and... You should be able to find me. Mm. I really hope you, I really hope we can help each other. Mm. Yes, hopefully. 
Yes, uh, we'll come and meet you. Thank you, um, and uh, best not to tell anybody. I don't know who to trust. Tell anybody what? And she like smiles at that, and um, I'd best get going. Um, I got a story to write. And Very she well. leaves. Goodbye, Mr. Schulzenberg. She. Farewell. <laughs> she did. Her eyes did widen a bit. Is your sorry? Just to clarify, is your hood up or down, Flint? Oh yeah, it's up. Yeah, she like kind of um, eyes taken aback at that when you approached when she when you approached, but um, the journalist took over and she was able to <clears throat> treat it professionally. You might get right. You might get an interesting note in the evening paper, maybe, but that's about <laughs> it. You are approached by um, the two older men, actually, and the young woman. I'll show you their pictures again. The um, they approach you, stop, and one of them says, "You must be friends of." Jackson too. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Jonah Kensington. I run Prospero House Publishing. We were Jackson Elias's publishers. And this is Carlton Ramsey. And the young woman says, And Willa! Yes, and Willa, his niece. I'll just show you their pictures. And Carlton says, Yes, I'm um, Jackson's uh, solicitor. Um, do I have the pleasure of speaking to Mr... Sullivan and Mr. Locke? Uh, yes, I am Tim Sullivan, and this is... Uh, good. I was hoping to find you. Um, I was hoping that Mr. Smith and Mr. Metz would also be here, but it seems they are they're not able to be here. Um, no matter, no matter. I want to invite you to my come to my office on Monday this coming Monday afternoon uh, for the reading of Jackson's will you mean we are I yes you and Mr. Locke and Mr. Smith and Mr. Metz are named specifically in Jackson Elias's will that's unexpected. Very. Uh, thank you, Mr. Bolton Ramsey. Bolton Ramsey, yeah. A oh, pleasure, pleasure. And Jonas says, and um, if it's not too much to ask, um, I think we should have a talk as well about Jackson. There's some things I think you may need to see. Um, come by Prospero House. Um, he gives you the address. Of Prospero House, which is on Lexington Avenue near 35th Street. Address here. Um, come by Prospero House. Um, don't bother making an appointment. Just drop in whenever. I'm usually there most times. It's like a second home to me. But um, yeah, I think there's some things we need to talk about about Jackson. Yes, yes, uh, of course, of course. Jackson did have uh, some unusual interests. <laughs> they both like laugh at that and says you can say that again. Uh, you don't know the half of it. Oh, we probably know more than you think. <laughs> and you see, like, just a pale shade of grey very briefly pass over Flint's face. <laughs> Thinking back to Peru. 
and... T Tim's just trying not to think about Peru. <laughs> a lot happened in Peru. <laughs> um, Carton and Jonah and uh, Willa all their leave, and you are left with the other three gentlemen, who I don't have pictures for. I didn't have time to get pictures for them, I'm afraid. And they're just like there, just standing, looking at the open grave. We uh, go talk to them. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, excuse me, uh, gentlemen. Oh, um, oh, very nice to meet. Very nice to meet you. Um, I'm Paul Fricker, and the tall man says, "I'm Paul Fricker," and the shorter man says, "I'm Scott Dorwood," and the man with the glasses says, "And I'm Matt Sanderson." And um, we were, well, are, were, are, were uh, good friends of Jackson Elias. You get close and you see they're dressed rather well, strangely. They're obviously wearing suits, but you see, for example, that Matt Sanderson, the man who introduced himself as Matt Sanderson's suits, is covered with stains around his shoulders. If you didn't only bet you'd think they were bird droppings. Uh, were you at a butcher shop, gentlemen? No, no. Um, Scott, Scott Dora replies, oh, no. Um... We came yesterday. We we normally come about this time to catch up with Jackson. We we're writers ourselves, um, although we our te our tastes tend to more horror fiction. And we made it a yearly event to come over and meet Jackson and catch up. But um, we didn't find and Paul Fricker says yeah, but we didn't find out about what happened until um, until we got to the, until we got the boat yesterday morning. We get here and find out he's been murdered. We mm. we read about the funeral. And we we came here. You see, none of them look like the um, people that were in Jackson Elias's room, do they? Oh, very different, very different. As I say, um, yeah. Paul Fricker is tall and thin. Scott Dorwood is shorter and more heavily built, with a big beard and matches of average average height with yeah, no, red tinted glasses. Yeah. I just thought it was something to double check. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you've never seen these people, and you never heard Jackson mention these people. Um, but mm. you do see Matt. He looks around the graveyard as if he's expecting someone to be there who's not there. Are you expecting someone? So yeah, Matt Sanderson is looking around for someone who's expecting to see. He says, "You know, I would have thought Lester would have been here." says what the antiques dealer in um, central Manhattan yeah Jackson spent a lot of time with him I thought he would have been here uh, friend of yours Scott says you could say that um, his name's Lester Goodman he runs an antique store in central Manhattan. Um, Jackson spent a lot of time there. He deals with curios, Egyptian artifacts, ancient books, that sort of thing. Yeah, what is the name of this store of his? Um, it's quite simple. It's L. Goodman Antiques. 
you can't miss it and he gives you the address of it because it's somewhere they've been as well Uh, thank you. We'll uh, pay him a visit. Of yes, course, of that's course. Not a bad idea at some point. And um, Matt says, "Well, if you're ever in England, we're leaving. T we're leaving tonight. Actually, there's no reason for us to stay here. But if you ever find yourselves in England near Milton Keynes, drop in and say hi. Um, we can normally you can normally find us in the in the phone book. Uh, pleasure to meet you all." And Scott says, "Yes." Um, I hope we meet again under better circumstances. And Paul says, "Yeah, um, I guess we'll we'll see you around then." Yes, uh, nice to meet you all. Uh, yes, it's been a pleasure. With that, they leave, and you two are the last at the graveside. The minister left as soon as the service was over because he was just there to do a job. He didn't have any personal relationship with Jackson Elias, so it is just you two left at the um, graveside. Did you see the blood on that one fellow's suit? I did, yes. Uh, most unusual. We'll have Sorry. to... Um... I, I should clarify, it wasn't blood you saw, it was bird droppings that you saw. Oh, bird droppings. I oh! You said, I birds. thought you said blood. Yeah, no, that's that's on me then. It was bird It was bird droppings. Old old oh. bird drop. Old stains of bird droppings. It could be mistaken for blood in the right light. But, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry, I misheard you there, Jeff, as well. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's fine, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah like, contrib that, like contributed to the butcher shop. Uh, yeah. Question. <laughs> that that's fine. Yep, that's on me. Yep. Um, Tim, my good man, I think those were bird droppings, not blood. Oh, <laughs> they're strangely coloured then, and that's light. Well, you know, the light can do uh, tricks to the eyes occasionally. Uh, not overly fond of. Birds. I mean, my mother once took a seagull dropping from the face, and I once took one on the shoulder, so it's not great. Mm. It could be worse. <laughs> could have been a vulture trying to pick you up. Yes, well, uh... I'm not looking to get into the radio business. Hmm. Anyway. Should we pay our last respects and move on? Yes, let us. And Flint is going to stand over the grave and just kind of say, you must have had some sort of supernatural ability. I make myself very difficult to find, <laughs> and yet somehow you kept managing it. You bears sod. <laughs> Funny enough, there's no answer, but you think you can imagine Jackson's laughter at, um, in the back of your mind, the way he used to laugh with his pipe in his um, hat. Mm. Uh, Tim then <clears throat> walks, uh, walks up to the grave and says, Well, Jackson, we had some good times. Uh, 
remember that time we were yeah what film was it I believe it was uh that's a German film the head of Janus that we got kicked out of I couldn't ex yeah you can accept it I can accept it just Telling the whole Jekyll and Hyde story with a supernatural twist is strange, but I suppose that actor playing the butler, Bella Lugosi, had potential and he might go somewhere. Of course, thankfully, you didn't make a bet that would involve you kissing me on the lips again. Oh, the. It's strange what people in our age get up to. And Honestly, I I think you would have liked seeing Tutankhamun's tomb. And with that, you depart. Um, would you like to do anything Tuesday evening, or would you like to um, just rest up for the day and proceed to the next day? Uh, um, trying to think uh, if it's worth doing it, following any of our leads, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I do have uh, Lester Goodman, Egyptian Artifacts, L. Goodman, Antiques uh, written in chat. Obviously not to post, but just so I could, re you know, just so I of remember course, yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to keep notes, actually, because then everybody can see it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. If you wish to, we can proceed to the next morning. Um, it's mm -hmm. probably not a day for investigation in which case flint you may add another hit points back to your back to your character yep i will and at some point i will stop by uh gideon's um place mm -hmm. to pick up uh, loretta um, sunday the 18th of january dawns if you wish to, you, this you may have may try and follow up some of your leads um, today. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I think that is not a bad idea. Um. Right. I'm just looking over what leads we have. Um. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Sorry. I. This is me actually looking through my notes here. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a bit, a lot of information. The most I got was. Lester Goodman, Egyptian artifacts, but there's also the New York Times we can go to. Yep, so I've got. Oh, God, okay. Um... <clears throat> da, 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 da. Sorry, just bear with me. This is me yeah. being slow. <laughs> uh, we had a few things that we could follow, and I'm trying to think what. Um, so we've got the publishers, we've got the New York Times, which I think is possibly one to go for, we've mm -hmm. got the Juju House, which I think um, Eckhart said he wanted to go to. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, got think... that uh, in, a, in my notes also. Um, and I think uh, we should wait till Eckhart's back for that. Yeah, so... Uh... Exclude that one. Yeah. Um, so I think we either go to... Well, I'll, what do you think we should be doing, uh, Tim? 
Well, we could look into this possibility of someone else having, having gotten a poor old Jackson. So why not go go see Miss Schosenberg? That sounds like a good plan to me. And she can oh. give us some idea as to why she doesn't think uh, Hilton Hilton Adams did the murders. Yes, uh, shall we be off? Indeed. Lead on, Macduff. Okay. Um, you make your way to the address of the New York Times. Sorry, can Jeff? Before we do that, when did Carlton Ramsey say he wanted to see us? Um, th- that would be the Monday afternoon. It's currently the Sunday the 18th. The will reading is on Monday the 19th. Afternoon, Monday the 19th. Yes, okay. So you've got so you've got a day before that. Okay. So you make your way to the address Rebecca Schosenberg gave you, 229 West 43rd Street. And as you arrive there, it is a hive of activity. You hear, you see people rushing about. Even though it's a Sunday, people are still rushing about. You see type, you see people on typewriters frantically typing away. You, um, at the reception, the lady in reception says, "Yes, um, can I help you? Um, what can I do for you today?" Uh, yes, we're here to see Rebecca Schosenberg. Is she in? Oh. One moment, please. I'll just see if she's available. And she runs away, shouts into a doorway, asking if Rebecca Sosenberg is around. And the answer comes back, yes. Goes, yes, she's um, she's in today. She's writing up a story um, about a funeral she was at yesterday. Um, you can go through and see her if you wish to. Well, uh, yes, uh, we 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 shall. You step through, through the office, and it's like a big open area, typists everywhere, just like smell of ink, sound of typewriters almost deafening, and towards the back you see an of, a, a few offices, and one of them is the office of Rebecca Schosenberg, and she meets you at the door and says, oh, oh, thank you for coming, um, I really appreciate it, um, and she closes the door, and the sound of the typewriters fades away. Bring up her picture again, I believe, just to show you, just to show um, who you are speaking to. Yeah. Um, she sits you down at the office, offers you some um, bourbon, bourbon bootleg um, liquor that she's managed to acquire from somewhere. Don't ask too many questions about where. Flint will accept that. <laughs> Um, and she says, yeah, um, thank you for coming. I didn't want to talk too much yesterday. It was too open, but uh, I think we're safe in here. Um, I trust, I, well, I, don't, I say I don't really know who to trust, but um, these people are like my family. They, I, I, I know them and they know me. Um, yeah, um, and she pulls out a file, like a manila folder, with lots of paper clippings in them. And she shows you the top two, and they're, um, they're the reports of the first two bodies that were found, the bodies attributed to L. Hilton Adams. They're the reports of when they were found. And 
looking over the reports, um, it soon becomes obvious that there's no definite link. The police didn't make any definite link between them. The only outstanding feature of both of them was the symbol carved into their foreheads. Hmm. She shows you the third clipping, and you see that the police here, there's statements from the police saying that there may be a connection between the murders. Um, although there seems to be no reason why these people were dying. There's no ties found between the victims. The only thing that tied them together was occasional visits to Harlem. Um, but everybody visits Harlem. There's no reason for that to be um, suspicious. Well, what do you think? It's... Hmm... It's definitely gruesome, that's for sure. It is indeed. And she shows you a couple more clippings from the further investigations. And after the initial, um, after the initial um, inquiries where there, wasn't, there didn't seem to be much found between them. Eventually, you see that everything was transferred to Captain Robson of the 14th Precinct in Harlem. And as the bodies piled up, it wasn't until um, the eighth murder where, they, where Captain Robson announced progress in the investigation, in the murder investigation, by arresting Hilton Adams, who according to the newspaper clipping, was found at the scene of the eighth murder. Mm. You also see some quotes from other people, notably Dr. Lemming, saying that an African death cult was involved. Well, it certainly seems like this death cult... Uh... It's most likely to have done it. Oh, what Dr. Le what Dr. Lemming said? I kind of agree. Um, I don't think Hilton Adams is guilty. But um, at the same time, I don't think Captain Robson is entirely above board. We have heard uh, similar from another source about Captain Robson. Yes. Tell you what, you seem like good folk. You seem to want to get to the bottom of this as well. What I can do, I can arrange a meeting between, um, with Millie Adams, Hilton Adams's wife. Um, she'll only talk to me, and if I'm if I introduce you to her, she may talk to you too. No guarantees. Um, I'll try and set that up within the coming days. Try and persuade her. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yes. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say yes, yes, of course. And I wonder if I'm going to get you in to see Hilton as well. She's being held at Sing Sing, um, awaiting his execution date. Um, it may be worth trying to get, if I can get you in to speak to him as well. And then there's his friends. They call themselves the Harlem Hellfighters, but um, between you and me, I don't hold out much hope of any assistance there. They... They used to go around as a group of, um, I suppose you call them, 
neighborhood watch but since adam was adams was arrested they they kind of just like melted back to the shadows not trying to make any waves trying to keep their heads down mm, no, that's a name we came across uh, the other day as well mm-hmm um you mentioned you don't think uh Hilton adams did the murder what what makes you so sure apart from your suspicions of captain robson just you hear things in this job things that don't add up um arrests that are maybe too pat um arrests that only occur among a certain group of people um i think captain robbins captain robson is on the take i think he's he was paid to frame Hilton Adams. If you ask me, I think it all comes back to that place in Harlem, the Juju House. You heard of that? We certainly have. I'd be wary of going there. I don't know what's going on there, but um, I've heard things, and I think some of the police are being paid to turn a blind eye. That sounds disconcerting, to say the least. Yes. Yes, indeed. What could be going on in there? And who could have that much power to have most of the police in their pocket? Mm. Indeed. That's worrying if there's a lot of them uh as uh, the young lady says, on the take. I don't think there's much more I can tell you right now. I'll try and get a meeting with Moody Adams set up for you. Um, where are you staying? Where can I contact you? Well, I was staying at a friend's house, but they've had to go back to England. Um... I still need to book myself into a hotel. Um, Tim, where are you staying? I might bunk in with you tonight. Uh, I'm just staying at, at a hotel. Um, if you want to name a hotel, we can say the Waldorf Astoria. Yes, the Waldorf Astoria. Um, just out of curiosity, but would latter mobster... Uh, down in Chicago, Johnny Torrio have uh, any connections up here? Maybe he's in any way I've... connected. Uh, not that I've heard. But, um, my focus has mainly been on the Hilton Adams case and what's going on in Harlem. If there's anything else, I haven't heard about it, but it's not impossible. But um, my folk, my concern, my primary concern is getting Hilton Adams out of that prison. A very good concern. Especially if he is innocent. And with that, as I say, there's nothing more she can tell you right now. Mm -hmm. um, time is getting on to 12 noon, afternoon. I was going to say, Flint will thank her for our time. And basically 
<laughs> ask Actually, her very politely to uh, remove any mention of him in the article. <laughs> well, now you come to ask you, I, I gotta know, I gotta know, um, is that real? Uh, yes, yes it is. Um, one of my first hunting trophies. Wow. Bet you got some stories you could tell. I bet I do. But maybe for another time when there's less of a mess going on. Uh, I'll hold you to that. I will hold you to that. <laughs> maybe over coffee. Yeah, I look forward to it. Um, Mr. Sullivan, um, I hope to see, I hope to have some good news for you within a couple of days. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, what would you like to do in the afternoon? Mm -hmm. Well, the, <clears throat> the floor is open again. Um, uh we could check out the antiques place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodman's Antiques. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to go with that. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, again, as I say, as I say, transport is a lot slower than it normally would be because of the snow that is starting to pile up. It didn't snow again over the evening, but now it is starting to pile up, and the roads are starting to freeze up a bit. You. There's probably a couple like uh, it's either a cross between going very very slowly or near misses, so mm. it probably takes you a bit longer to get to where you want to go. But you do go head to downtown Manhattan. Um, I can't pluck it. I can't pluck an address out of thin air, but to say it's in Midtown, and you do find the shop. It's a rather shabby looking shop um, the windows are covered with dust there is a sign over the top green paint with gold lettering L Goodman Antiques you see strange strange career strange artifacts in the window Egyptian artifacts probably things that you'd recognize Tim um, various mm. like statuary um, caskets um, from Egypt from some from Peru maybe um just like an eclectic mix of things do you would you like to go into the shop yes okay you enter the shop and if anything the shop is even more chaotic than what you saw on the outside there's like wall after there's like shelf after shelf lining both walls of these artifacts these antique artifacts there seems to be no organization above you you can see like various chandeliers there's a rather elaborate crystal looking um chandelier above you catches the light glint um bathes the shop in some sort of strange greenish glow um you see rows of books dusty books along the shelves and at the far end there is a counter as far as but as you get closer you see there is nobody behind the counter however there is a bell on the counter uh tim just Switches out a hand and taps the bell to ring it. Oh, haha, I did not see you come in. Please excuse me, sirs. Voice from behind you, and as if out of nowhere, you see a youngish man, um, clean-shaven, smiling. 
Oh, it's uh, very good to meet you. My name is Lester, Lester Goodman of Lester Goodman's Antiques. Uh, what can I do for you this fine day? Are you here to Are you here to browse? Has anything caught your eye? I've got some nice new acquisitions from Egypt um, that would look good in any home. Haha. -ha. Uh, yes. Um, I am. It's Roger Haygard, and this is my friend Lon Chaney. Ah, most unusual names, sir. Most distinguished names. Flint just raises an eyebrow <laughs> at Tim. <laughs> Tim just leans over and says and whispers, I've got a bad feeling about this man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... You see, um, uh, Jackson Elias recently died, and he uh, owed us money, and he and we were directed towards uh, your shop. Um, Jackson Elias but, died. Um, I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, how did it happen? I'm sure it's, I haven't seen him in here for a while. I wondered what happened to him. Apparently, he was found murdered. Murdered, really? Oh, that's terrible news. That's absolutely shocking. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yes, uh, they say it was done by, uh, Helton Adams. Would no, you, no. Do you have heard? Hilton Adams? No, the name means nothing to me, sir. Hmm. So, uh, what do you have, uh, here? Well, um, I'm an antique dealer. I get shipments of antiques from Egypt, from Peru, from China, some from China, and I put them in my shop and people come by and buy them. Um, I got some books here as well. Um, you interested in books? I've got some books about Egyptian history here. Um, some first editions uh, may, may look, may be interest to you. Really, anything that would have mentioned a individual by name of Nylart Holtap? That's an interesting name, sir. Um, let me just um, yeah. so, carry on. <laughs> yes, uh, I recently came across the name, and I am familiar with many. A hotep from M Hotep to Almond Hotep to Sobek Hotep to Hathor Hotep. And I am not certain if this individual is man or woman. I don't even know anything about them. Would you happen to have any information on the subject of this mystery pharaoh? Um let me see. I do have some books about Egyptian history over here, sir. Um and he pulls down and like brings out a load of dust and he pulls down a rather weighty tome and it's probably a tome that you're familiar with it's um third dynasty history of the third dynasty of egypt and he leaves through it um Narathotep, Narathotep, Narathotep. um i do have a mention here of a um pharaoh nephron car who um who apparently was <laughs> 
I do, I do, I do have this. Um, I do have a record of some Nefren Carr who started himself as a pharaoh. He apparently he led a secret cult that worshipped some god that was forbidden. Um, hmm. Do you have any? Do you have any examples of this of this name? Uh, no. I just came across it. Uh, 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 briefly, and I'd never heard it. So, in a way, Nilotrotep is similar to Arten, whom Arkanaten worshipped until Horum had banned the worship of him. Well, sir, you certainly sound like you know your stuff. Um, I could deal with a customer like you coming around here. Um, Jackson lies. Did you say that's a real pity? That is. Um, I tell you what. I, I, I tell you what. Is there any is there any other books? Is there any books you're looking for? Actually, now that you mentioned it, Jackson did come here um, recently. He was looking for a book called Africa's Dark Sects. Um, I said I'd heard of it, but the only copy I knew was in the Boston Library. I recommended that he try there. I don't know if you ever found it or not. Was that the library that? Um, Eckhart had been ringing. Yes, that's the same. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one of our companions did um mention uh that he'd been looking for that book uh, at the um like the Boston Library and uh, gave them a ring, but that book seems to have gone missing. Yes, yes, uh, a pal of ours by name of Arnold Kaiser. Again, another eyebrow raised. <laughs> <laughs> he's just smiling, like it's he's just like grinning from ear to ear. If he if he suspects that you're lying, he's not showing it. He just like looks like he's accepting it at face value. And he's like, Oh, that's a real mystery, that is. Um books going missing. Wasn't there a book that went missing? From the Miskatonic, from the Miskatonic Library, the Orn Library, a few years ago that I heard about, caused quite a stir. Uh, possibly. What exactly was this book's title? Oh, now you're asking me, sir. Um, something mysterious verses, I believe. Um. Certainly a book I'd like to get my hands on, but I've never had the opportunity. I know there's only some, a few copies in existence. Hmm. Well, hmm. If we um hear about that, uh, we'll certainly let you know. Of course, of course. Yes, uh, in, uh... The, in the meantime, feel free to browse. Um, I got this. I got this. I got this new acquisition. You might. You might. That looks quite interesting. And he shows you, and it's a sphinx, a model of a sphinx, probably about just over six inches, seven inches long, crouched on its haunches, made black quartz. I got this. This is very unusual that I got recently. Um, definitely one of a kind. Definitely something that's worth um, something that's valuable. Either of you two be interested in it? Um, Flint's going to take a closer look at it, just because he thinks it's pretty. <laughs> uh, Tim's a bit suspicious. Uh, he has been in Egypt before. He's familiar with the fake stuff being sold on the street, so we haven't rolled just... any... I'm going to ask you for a roll, Tim. Can you make me either your choice 
archaeology or appraise your choice and don't forget the luck spend rule or pushing it rule you can if you feel it you can either choose to push it or spend luck on it uh oh what the hell uh, uh okay I, I forgot i was in the backstory section that's all right last time <laughs> I sh yeah okay. the, the sheets aren't the best i will freely admit <laughs> I think I'll go with appraise and use luck. Well, roll it first and see if you need to use luck for it. Mm. You don't need to use luck. That is a pass. As far as you can tell, Excellent. Tim. Um, mark that off. Put a tick on that so that you know. Yeah, so Tim's don't forget to mark that one off. Okay. So, um, as as you can tell and you're turning it over looking at it from every angle this is a genuine egyptian article you've never heard of really heard of sculptures in black quartz like this and it's like completely jet black quartz there's like no no decoration no gold lining on it at all. it's a completely black representation of the sphinx in egypt uh, but it is it appears to be the genuine article this is incredible, and I've never seen anything like it. Certainly is a rare find, isn't it, sir? Uh, yes, yes. Would you be interested in buying it? I can let you have it for, ooh, say $80? It was I think it's a lot of money in them days. If it's less than money, uh, that's my yeah. mistake. Yeah. Uh, is it saying we're on our? Does it say anywhere on our character sheets how much money we'd have on us? Um, on the in on the gear and possessions tab, it tells you how much money you have. You got your spending limit and the amount of cash you have on hand. We don't use it very much, I'll be honest. So it's uh, probably... no, no, yeah. Uh, maybe another time. Uh, I mean, I'm... Tim, this seems like quite a um important find potentially. Um, it would surely do uh your studies quite a lot of good. Um, how much cash do you need? I might be able to help you out a little bit. I need about sixty. I've only got twenty dollars on me. Still. Um, Lester, was it? Yes, sir. Uh, Lester Goodman. Um, Mr. Goodman, um, could I potentially tempt you to sell it to us for 60? Um, make me... Ooh, what would this be? How's your charm looking? How charming are you feeling? Oh, good. Uh, my charm <laughs> is, this... is 24. It's not nothing. Uh, yeah, my persuade your... is even worse. So. What's your fast talk? Is that really fast talk is two. Fast talk. <laughs> yeah, no, that charm is my best one out of all of them. Okay. Make me a charm roll, and again, let's see how, to see how it goes. Ooh, that Ooh. is fumble and lester says um sorry sir um 
I can't go any lower than 80 for this, but uh, I'll tell you what I will do. I'll hold it in reserve for you. If you do feel like you can come back and get you can come back and get it any time, I'll, I'll make sure it's reserved especially for you, sir. How does that sound? That, that uh, sounds like a reasonable deal. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Haggard and Cheney are the <laughs> names to ask for. Uh, Mr. Goodman, uh, John, was it? Uh, Lester, Lester Goodman, sir. Lester Goodman. Uh, yes, yes, uh, my apologies, uh, Lester, uh, we'll be in a, at a later time, then, or you can come find of us. Of course, of course, pleasure to, pleasure to see you, drop in any time, drop in any time. And he's just, like, still got this big, big smile on his face as, um, as he's, as, as he's talking to you. Um, Flint's gonna have a look around the shop as well, just to see if he can find anything else and of in, any interest. Just while we're here, um, probably stuff that stuff that looks authentic, st things that look impressive. But I don't know how much of interest they'd actually be. To be to Flint, there's several like dusty volumes of books, like ancient books on Egyptian culture, um, Egyptian ritual, um, Peruvian Peruvian history, that sort of thing. It's like a, an eclectic mix. Um, Flint would probably pick up some of the Peruvian books. Just you do find. <laughs> You pick up one particular rumblings of what happened. Yeah, you do pick up a Peruvian book. Um, it's a history of the conquistadors in Peru. And as you read it, as you start looking at it, you quickly find that, get the impression that this is not the accepted history. There's some extra bits in here, and some of it does look horribly familiar to you as you recognize descriptions of Karasiri mm. and. Um, you find the you find some mentions of that chap whose name I have completely forgotten. One oh, moment. Yes, another uh, one. You mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Gaspar Gaspar Figaro. Gaspar Figaro. That's, that's not Mendoza. Was the one I was thinking. Oh yeah. Gaspar... Who was it then? Yeah, um, Gaspar Figaro is the one, and you also find out his companions. And yes, Mendoza is listed as one of his companions. Mm. My good sir, Mr. Goodman, um, can I perhaps procure a copy of this, please? Oh, I can let you have that one for $20, sir. Done. <laughs> um, and would you like me to wrap it up for you? Yes, please. Uh, you haven't read it yourself by any chance, have you? I don't get a lot of time to read these things, sir. Um... I just, I'm a, I'm a collector more than anything else. I, I buy, yeah. I sell. Yeah. Maybe don't. You never know what you'll find in them. <laughs> hey, he wraps up for you in like brown paper tied up with a brown string. There you go, sir. Um, mind how you go. I do hear it's going to get somewhat, the weather's going to get somewhat worse before it gets better. Very well. You take care of yourself, too. Ah, oh, don't worry about me, sir. Uh, Lester Goodman's always here. 
Good to know. And you feel his eyes on you as you leave. Um, can you make me a power roll? Both of us? Both of you, yes. Make me a power roll. Both of you. Oof. The dice do not like me tonight. Don't do they? Oh, jeez. You can spend luck on it you if you wish to. Use luck. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I'll points. use some luck. Okay, reduce your luck score by three to make that into a success. Okay. Tim, you're not sure. You've never met this man before, but just for a moment, as you're leaving, you think there's something familiar about him. But you don't know what it is. Nothing you can put your finger on. Hmm. I have the faintest feeling I've met that Man, somewhere before. Have you? Do you? I can't be certain, but there's something familiar about him. Like someone who would be... Who either deserves to spend three years in prison in a tea kettle, or who would be expected to have the devil himself worshipping him. <laughs> oh, very strange. Uh... Tensions have been high, Tim. Um, you know, mm -hmm. the death and everything of poor old Jackson. I yes. think you're possibly just imagining things. Yes, maybe. Anyway, it's getting on. I feel we should possibly head back to the hotel. And well, I'm assuming it's starting to get on in the evening now. It is starting to get on a bit in the evening, yes. Um, yes. People are rushing home. Should... Yeah. Should we um, potentially call it a night? Or yes, is there anywhere yes. else you want to explore? No, no, we can go back to the hotel. Okay. Uh, you? You return to the hotel, and it's a very somber, probably still a very somber meal, very thoughtful meal that you have, dinner that you have before, turning in to, turning in to sleep. Again, um, Flint, you can regain one hit point. Mm -hmm. I'll do that very gladly. That puts me nearly back up to full. I think this is nearly as far as I'd like to go this evening with it just being the few of us here. But there is one, okay, thing, yeah. I would, there is one thing I would like to do before we finish, um, and I will do this again next time for the rest of the party, but um, we're going to flash forward a bit to the following day to the will reading, Carlton Ramsey in Carlton Ramsey's office. I'll, I'll flesh this out more the next time that we do this, but I just want you to hear this before we before we leave. Carlton Ramsey's office is a very simple affair. His niece, Willa, is actually his secretary. He ushers you in, um, sits you down, offers you, again, illegal bootleg beer, probably a cigar or something. And he says Jackson Elias left a rather unusual will, but um, there is something that he wanted you to hear first. And he digs around in his desk and he pulls out a contraption which... Not so much Flint, but Tim, 
you would recognize as a phonograph player. And he, mm. he digs out a wax cylinder, inserts onto the phonograph player, and he switches it on. And if I could ask you both to mute yourselves for the next few moments. Uh, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. And he presses the he presses the button, and a familiar voice starts playing. Greetings from beyond the grave. By now, I'm sure you've learned that what I've left you is a whole heap of trouble. I understand if you just want to walk away from the whole thing. Hell, I'm dead now, and I'm still wishing I could have walked away from it. But I couldn't do that. And I don't think you're going to either. You've been there for me in the past when I needed you. It's too late to save me, but I hope I can count on you one last time. I've been traveling all over the world, pulling at threads. Believe me, I'm on to something big. Carlton and Jonah can give you some of the details. They've got some of my papers and notes. But there's still so much to follow up on. So much that still needs to be done. I'm assuming I've been murdered and I'm counting on you to bring my killers to justice. If I just got mowed down by a trolley car, well, consider me embarrassed and you off the hook. But I suspect it'll be something else. And it's not going to be easy to follow it out to the end. Y you don't need to finish my book. None of you can write worth a damn. I I'm, I'm sorry for all this. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. Remember me. Your friend. Jackson. And that is where we will leave it for tonight. Hmm. We will go around the table. Well, it's a very short table tonight. Um, for our stars and wishes, I start with Brian. Actually, what was your stars? Uh, and my stars. Uh, I actually liked. Uh, Meeting um, Lester Goodman, being able to flex my Egyptology knowledge. Wishes mm -hmm. uh, um, that we'll be able to clear Hilton Adams's name. Very good, very good. And Robin. Um, I think my big star is seeing Brian actually take the lead, to be oh, honest. Absolutely, yes. You know, uh, I thought you've done a very good job, to be honest, because um, I know you're quite quiet usually, so... Um, and I really like that... Did you call it a phonograph, Jeff? Yes, yes. Um, I thought that was a nice little touch at the end. Uh, I thought, ooh, it's nice to put a little bit of a voice to him. I know you kind of rule played him throughout, but mm -hmm. you know, it's quite interesting to see someone else do it as well. It added a little bit of um, atmosphere, I feel. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, um, wishes, I'd probably say that, uh, we have a full party soon. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd be very nice, wouldn't it? That'd be very so nice. I've, I've missed Ben and Kieran tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But no, uh, I think that we've uncovered quite a lot of information, um, and I want to know what the hell's going on with uh, the Juju House because that seems like it's got some interesting things happening. <laughs> Right, uh, yes, I see on uh, in the Twitch chat, uh, stands a, 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 the character of Imhotep from the Mummy. The name is actually taken from a actual Egyptian architect, but the name's not actually mm. meant to mean that the character's a, a portrayal of the figure. It's mm. just more a case of naming the character after the figure. Yeah, there was quite a few hoteps, so obviously we can see where Tim's frame of thought was. Uh, Indeed, and was coming from. I think my style is actually that as well. I'd like to echo what Robin said. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that you're playing a character that you can bring your own knowledge to. It adds like an extra dimension to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I also did a few pop culture. You know the pop culture of the time, like uh, Lon Chaney, H. Roger Haygard, yeah. uh, Bella Lugosi, who a name that will be well known in years to come. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's that's enjoyed. I enjoyed that you you actually brought you brought out come out a bit more. That that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I also enjoyed um, the investigation as well for this one. Um, hmm. You know, you're willing to like, you know, jump in with both feet, like going to see Rebecca Schoesenberg, going to see Lester Goodman. Um, mm -hmm. I should also say in in passing that those three characters at the funeral, Paul Fricker, Scott O'Dord and Matt Sanderson, they are real people. They run a podcast called The Good Friends of Jackson Elias and they're amazing people. They've written, oh, right. they've, they've written a lot of Call of Cthulhu scenarios. Um, mm -hmm. And... It is kind of my ambition to have Matt, because I'm I'm in contact with Matt through another server, so it's my ambition to have him run a scenario for us one day. Oh, mm -hmm. right. But that yeah, would be quite fun. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, um, wishes to see more, to have everybody together. Um, there's some stuff coming up that Ben and I know Ben would love. I know Kieran would love. I know you would all love. Mm-hmm. Even though it's mm -hmm. been only been two of us tonight, I think it's. I think I've actually really enjoyed it. I wish we could have gone on longer, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to go on too long because mm -hmm. I don't want to eat up too much of the story without the other two. Yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah. fair enough. And mm -hmm. we can catch up with them as well, um, especially Kieran's character, Professor Metz. Um, he's gone. I said that he's gone back to Arkham. His that will have relevance as well. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep everything going and make everything relevant. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you all I was very much. Say, Jeff, uh, I do see someone's redeemed a stretch as well. Oh, would that be would that be a certain Yes, I wonder who that could be, yes. Uh, stretch. Hmm. Stretch. Here we go. That's been there a while, I think. Um So yeah, we shall well all being well, and I know that we're coming up to holiday time. Our next game is scheduled, would, would normally be the 22nd of December. However, I realise that it's holiday time, so that may be up in the air. Keep an eye on the 
socials for that but either way the adventure will continue next time you have been listening to Masks of Nyarlathotep, a final boss fight audio podcast with Ben the Quest Giver as Demis Smith, Kieran as Professor Eckhart Metz, Brian Croy Dragon as Tim Sullivan, and Robin as Flint Lock. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review. This episode was originally broadcast on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash final boss fight live. We stream this and other games and campaigns every month with video replays on YouTube and an active Discord community. For further details, visit our website, finalbossfights.co.uk. Until next time, take up your sword and let's take this final boss down together.